are Locked On Trailblazers, your daily Portland Trailblazers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to an April 10th, Monday night edition of the Locked On Blazers podcast. I am your host, Eric Garcia Gunderson, a writer from the Associated Press, Blazers Edge, and the former Blazer beat writer at the Vancouver Columbian. Welcome back to Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where we have a wide variety of shows covering the NBA, NFL, college sports. You name it, we've got it. And we probably have a dedicated podcast for your team. If it's an NFL or NBA team, the NFL draft is coming up. All types of stuff coming from the Locked On Podcast Network, so be sure to check out all that we have. But, of course, welcome back to Locked On Blazers, your Portland Trail Blazers podcast. And the Blazers were uh, a little light tonight. They rested Damian Lillard. They rested C.J. McCollum. The Spurs did not rest anyone, but they played their starters. Uh, and they played them minimal minutes, but Portland was out. Was without CJ, was without Dame. Alan Crabb continued to rest his foot, as I thought they would. I think the, the Lillard and CJ uh, rest was a little bit of a surprise. But despite the fact that they were facing the Spurs number ones, the Portland Trailblazers walk away winners 99-98 at the Moda Center tonight on a game-winning layup from Noah Vonley on a broken play at the end of the game. The Blazers were able to get the ball down by one with, uh, I think it was about six seconds left. They got a, a play to get the ball to Napier at the end of the game in a pick-and-roll with Myers Leonard. Napier came around the pick and then kind of, you know, Leonard and Leonard kind of stepped into the driving lane a little bit and the ball caromed uh, and they just didn't have a good spacing relationship on that pick and roll and the loose ball came and you thought, oh boy, here it comes, the game's going to be over, but the ball rolls to Vonley, Vonley picks it up, lays it up and they win the game. Uh, so... The Blazers get their 41st, 41st victory of the season, excuse me, without Damian Lillard, without CJ McCollum, without Alan Crabb on a, a game winner from Noah Vonley. But uh, the reason Shabazz Napier had the ball on that final possession was that he had the game of the night or the line of the night for the Blazers 32 points, six rebounds, and five assists on the night. He was 9 of 20 from the field, 4 of 7 from 3, and 10 of 11 from the free throw line. The Blazers got a lot of solid contributions from all the guys who played. It was mostly the young guys. Uh, Mo Harkless, another guy that did not play tonight, did not see any minutes, so he rested as well. Uh, and uh, Portland just, the young guys came out and competed, and that's what the NBA is about. But uh, at the same time, uh, even though the Spurs guys did play, they did start uh, their main guys, LaMarcus Aldridge, Kawhi Leonard, uh, Tony Parker, Danny Green. Dwayne Dedman, that's their normal starting lineup, but uh, 
nobody played more than 22 minutes and that was Deadman who is one of the younger guys and they're not going to overextend him or they're you know it's hard to overextend a guy that young. They didn't really overextend anybody. They gave big minutes to end of the bench guys like Bryn Forbes and uh, Jonathan Simmons, Davis Bertans. David Lee got a, a lot of run in this game for the Spurs, but the Blazers were able to uh, make a run at the end of this game. You know, they were down five heading into the fourth quarter. It looked like in the third with the Spurs starters that they just you know, after a hot start, a hot start from Portland, it looked like the Spurs in the third quarter retook control of the game. It looked like they were going to walk away with that one. But uh, credit to the Blazers' young guys for competing and and playing. And 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 obviously the game ball goes to Napier, but you got a lot of solid contributions from the roster. Pat Connaughton with 15 points. In 35 minutes on 6 of 10 shooting, 3 of 4 from 3. He also had 3 assists. Evan Turner, who I joked was going to take 25 shots tonight, took 17 only. He was 7 of 17. He had a very solid game, 16.7 assists uh, in the start for Portland. And Myers Leonard uh, played well, I thought, uh, on this game again. 13.6 rebounds, 3 of 3 from 3, 5 of 7. And I think he and Vonley are both playing with a lot of confidence right now uh, in their game. And uh, I think getting them extended run in a situation like this against really good players was uh, uh, a nice move on the part of Terry Stotts. And according to Mike Richmond of the Oregonian, he said that uh, Stotts sat down with Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum to convince them to rest this game. And uh, obviously it was smart. Portland has no incentive to win now. They're locked in. They're in the playoffs following the, the Nuggets lost last night at the hands of Westbrook. And they the, there's nothing uh, wrong with playing the young guys that haven't played that much this season. Quarterman and Lehman have been in the D-League uh, a lot of this season. Lehman got a lot of run. He played 29 minutes. He had a really rough night from the field. He was 2 of 15, but I like that he was aggressive. I like that he shot the ball. I like that he didn't hesitate. Uh, obviously, 2 of 15, not great. Don't want to see that, but you kind of want to see guys like that in these games test their limits, and I, I, I thought we got to see that a little bit from Lehman tonight. I thought Tim Quarterman in the minutes he played played fearless Aminu gave great minutes uh I would expect him to to get a breather uh in that last game uh because I I just think they they need to alternate and they can't have him overextend himself because he's such an important part of their team and if they want any chance of getting a game against the Warriors in a series uh they've got to have Aminu playing his best ball so uh I think Aminu getting a rest against New Orleans makes a ton of sense after him playing tonight and Harkless sitting. Uh, but, you know, everyone played great. They all played fearless. And I think, uh, you know, this game kind of reminded me of uh, a game when it was my first year covering the team. It was Damian's rookie year. And I think it was four rookies played in that game to start against the Lakers with Kobe, Dwight, Nash, Pau Gasol, that was the game that Kobe had one of, had probably the single greatest uh, 
the most dominant, you know, one of the most dominant performances I've ever seen. I mean, Lillard's 59 uh, is there, but uh, Kobe at that age, that game was phenomenal. But the reason it reminded me of it was because so many young guys playing, so many guys that don't get uh, the extended burn that you normally see. But I thought in that game five years ago and in this game, the young guys really didn't play without any – they played without fear. They played uh, as – uh, we say, you know, as I learned in my family, watching soccer with my, my Venezuelan mother, uh, they played the tu a tu, which means that, you know, they looked at them as equals. And so uh, Portland's young guys played the Spurs as equals and they came away victorious. And uh, it was it was fun. Uh, I was actually there at the game tonight. Uh, my girlfriend and I uh, went together to, to catch this game. Uh, as a little bit of a a date night, and we had a lot of fun. Uh, it was it was just great being there. And it was one of those, uh, even though Dame and CJ didn't play, uh, it was just one of those games where the, you, you kind of get the essence of what you know being what the Blazers franchise aura kind of is, where you know the atmosphere in there was so positive. Everyone's cheering people on. I mean, where I was sitting. You know, people were like, get it to Noah, get it to Chief. And it's like, you know, most games, everyone's like, please do not give those guys the ball. But people knew tonight that that's what they needed. And it, it was kind of fun to be there and, and, and to take that game in uh, in that way, especially this game where it, it, it doesn't matter in the stat sheet. But these are my favorite type of games. You know, I love the NBA for moments like this. And, uh, it, it was fun watching uh, the the Blazers' young guys really get that experience and get that moment. And a guy like Noah Vonley as well, who uh, a lot of people have written, ha, have written him off as a bust. He had a lot of, you know, he had some injury troubles. His first season in Charlotte didn't play a lot, didn't show a lot last year when he did start. There was lots of skepticism about him. And he's played excellent for these last six weeks of the season, but for him to kind of have a moment that you can kind of pin up there and be like, remember that uh, for Vonley uh, is just another great sign of his continuing maturity as a basketball player. Uh, he is looking more and more confident every game, and they're going to need that because to me, his athleticism is the type of athleticism you need if you want to go far in the NBA period and if you have any chance of winning a game against Golden State. You need Vonley to play with confidence, to play fearless, and to use that athleticism that he has because uh, when he can play with that confidence, setting those screens, defending, he gives the Blazers just a, a, another dimension that uh, other guys don't bring. And I, And I really think that uh, his growth, aside from the Nurkic story, aside from Dame being so great to finish the season, I think that's one of the biggest takeaways uh, for me is is just how impressive Vonley has been, uh, and 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 to have that kind of capped off tonight uh, was really cool to see. And obviously, as uh, one of the founding fathers of Vonley Island. I was very excited about that tonight. Uh, myself and Fred Katz were celebrating 
Fred Katz from Locked On Thunder, by the way, uh, which you should listen to because he's going to have great coverage of the Thunder and the Rockets in the playoffs. But uh, we were both big on Vonley, and it, it's just been great to see for him, but also for us, to, to see Vonley uh, succeed the way he has. And so uh, that moment w- w- was pretty cool to see for him. As I mentioned, I was at the game tonight, and uh, I, I got tickets, and playoffs are around the corner. Games three and four are going to be here. And with the playoffs around the corner, I think you should do what I did tonight and look for your tickets for the next game or concert you want to go to on SeatGeek. Because buying tickets online for sports and concerts has been a confusing process for a long time. It's always been hard to find the best deal for that game or show you want to go to. And none of those older ticket sites want to change that. But SeatGeek is different. They've come along and created an amazing app and website that makes it easier than ever for fans to buy and sell their tickets. Uh, Tonight was kind of a last-minute thing. Uh, You saw that CJ and Dame weren't going to be there. And I thought, hey, we could just do a a fun night out. I looked at the prices on my phone on my SeatGeek app pulled them up bottom and we showed up at the game and and had a great time watching you know the Blazers JV uh against the Spurs and it gives you the price comparison it sorts all those prices for you so you don't have to waste time looking through multiple ticket sites and then it also grades every deal on with their deal score from 1 to 100 with 100 being the best deal and 1 being the worst but the best thing about SeatGeek is that my listeners get a $20 rebate on their first SeatGeek purchase and to get that $20 rebate on tickets download the SeatGeek app go to the settings tab and click add a promo code and enter promo code LOBLAZERS and SeatGeek will send you $20 after you made your first ticket purchase download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code LOBLAZERS today So as I mentioned, the Blazers, they're young guys. Fun, fun game tonight. Uh, I, like I said, these are the type of games, I'm a regular season guy. And I know that seems weird uh, because the common refrain is that the regular season doesn't matter. But, you know, the regular season doesn't matter if you're Golden State or if you're Cleveland. But if you're everybody else, it is all you got for the most part. And I really like those mini stories, those, those signs of growth. And to me, that's what sets the NBA apart from a lot of other sports because with the NFL, you know, guys are recycled guys have really short shelf lives and you don't get to see them grow in their careers because they may not even be there for longer than three years. But, uh, you have a moment tonight where you have Noah Vonley who has struggled throughout his career, who has had ups and downs. He gets traded. Uh, The guy he got traded for is a borderline all-star in Nick Batum, and everyone's looking at that trade as an enormous bust, which it is at this point. But to see him grow, to see him become uh, such a better player and to, to kind of show those flashes of hope and growth after stumble after stumble after stumble is to me what makes the NBA cool. And a lot of times you don't you see those happen in the regular season. And uh, that's what I really enjoy about about the NBA was is moments like tonight. And and also, you know, a guy like Shabazz Napier, who has bounced around the league, has had trouble sticking after getting drafted, 
and he comes out tonight in the spot start basically and uh, has the game of his life with a career-high 32 points, five assists. And uh, I, I just really enjoyed this game from that perspective as someone who just likes moments like this in the NBA. It, it, it's just, uh, you know, one of those things that I think is – maybe in baseball, I think, maybe you could see this, but I, I really do think it's unique to the NBA – you know, this kind of, you know, character, you know, player progression that you just see almost every little moment that happens on the court. And obviously we don't see every little moment because we're not in practice. Uh, we're not there every day with the guys working, but uh, I-, I do think it's pretty cool to watch these moments of growth and to see a guy like Vonley have a moment like this and, and the Blazers as a whole, uh, their young guys uh, to have a moment like that, uh, like they did tonight. So looking ahead at uh, Wednesday's game, it sounds like Damian Lillard is going to play. That's what Mike Richmond reported uh, that that Lillard intends to play. He intends to get a game under his belt before the postseason begins in Oakland this weekend. So you know, probably get uh, just enough cardio in to to make sure that he's still in game shape is what I would imagine will happen. I don't expect him to play more than say twenty five minutes. And if and if CJ plays, I would say the same. I would guess that they're going to continue to rest Crab since he actually has an injury. The Blazers, uh, coy, very coy about it with their injury report. Listed some some token injuries for a lot of their guys like uh, Lillard and McCollum, but uh, they, uh, you know, they were resting. Everyone knows that, uh, but they, they found a way to circumvent DNP rest tonight. Uh, but it looks like it, it sounds like Lillard will play, uh, which I guess for, if you're ESPN, you're probably excited about that since uh, I think marketing the game was going to be pretty near impossible. Uh, if they were going to rest everyone because the Pelicans are trying to jockey for position a little bit and try and get a, a slightly better pick and increase their chances of leaping into the top three so that they can keep their pick so that it doesn't go to Sacramento as a result of the DeMarcus Cousins trade. So New Orleans is not really going to be trying to win at this point. And Davis and Cousins aren't going to play. So uh, at least you get a star out there. And we'll see if CJ plays I would imagine Harkless will get a little bit of burn just to, again, stay in game shape uh, and keep playing so that uh, he keeps the rhythm. Because uh, you know, one of the things that, that you hear when you talk to uh, NBA teams about rest and, and all that stuff is, is that you know every guy is different and that some go some guys can handle a bigger load than other guys some guys may be better with a higher load so they can keep it going uh so everybody's different i'm sure that they're monitoring stuff like that uh with the blazers but uh it also is good to maintain a rhythm because too much rest you know can get them out of shape and that's that's not what they want uh heading into a series against golden state where they're gonna have to run they're gonna have to defend and they're gonna have to shoot a lot which is gonna tire their legs and uh it will it it, it hopefully will be fun it'll be fun if the blazers make shots and and can keep pace with golden state taking you uh around the nba tonight uh with 
most of these games actually are, are pretty inconsequential. The Jazz beat the Warriors in Golden State 105-99. That was a big game for the Jazz as they try and fight with the Clippers for home court advantage in the Western Conference. That's going to be the first round series, the 5-4 matchup between the Clippers and Jazz. They are now tied at 50-31 and apiece. And with both teams having one game, that home court advantage will come down to the end of the season with both teams winning tonight, Utah winning at Golden State, and the Clippers holding serve at home tonight against the Houston Rockets. Uh, there's some Eastern Conference uh, jockeying that kind of happened tonight. The Cavs resting LeBron James down in Miami. The Heat win, getting a win that they need, but Miami is now tied with Chicago, but they do not have the tiebreakers, so the Heat need a win, and the Bulls need to lose uh, their final game. And uh, the Pacers it looks like uh, are, are, are going to be, uh, you know, they're going to be right there. Uh, if they lose a game and Miami wins, got to be honest with you, I don't know the tiebreaker situation in Indiana, Chicago, Miami, but that is kind of the only thing left to sort out. Boston has the number one seed right now with one game to go over Cleveland so it kind of looked like tonight that the Cavs punted on the number one seed in the Eastern Conference which is uh, really interesting they're gonna have to if they face Boston play them on the road so I guess that will be on the Celtics to meet them in the conference finals getting very very excited for playoff basketball I have to say uh, it's so close I'm so excited it's the best time of the year. Uh, you know, it's it's one of the funnest times of the year. You know, the games matter so much. It's so intense. It, it, and it really is, you know, kind of an adrenaline rush sometimes in these games. And I know I just went on a, a little bit of a uh, chat about how much I like the regular season and how much I appreciate it. But I'm also, I love the playoffs. I love them both. And I love them for different reasons. But the playoffs are here. I'm very excited. The Blazers get a victory tonight, and we are one step closer to playoff basketball. We are going to have lots of stuff for you this week on Lockdown Blazers, so please keep it locked on this feed. We're going to have lots of analysis. We're going to have guests. We're going to have lots of insight on this Blazers-Warriors series and also, we'll see uh, what news we get about Yusuf Nurkic because I have my doubts. Uh, I don't necessarily think that he's going to be able to come back uh, when they reevaluate him on Friday, which is when they're scheduled to reevaluate him. But if he does, that opens the door, I think, for Portland to get a game uh, in this series and, and maybe two. So... Uh, and, and if and if they get one, uh, th I don't think they're going to win the series, but it sure would be fun to see Golden State kind of have a little adversity early on in their first playoff series together with Kevin Durant. Uh, I I don't I don't see that happening, but it would be uh, it would be fun to see them uh, kind of have that first experience and to have 
you know, to go against Portland, who, uh, when they're hot, they're hot. So, uh, very much looking forward to that postseason series. Also, before I uh, end this podcast, I did uh, want to uh, give a shout out to Kelly O'Coin, who I was able to run into at the Blazers game tonight. Uh, Kelly, uh, who you may know from uh, Billions on Showtime as Dollar Bill or the Americans on FX as Pastor Tim. He was a guest on our podcast uh, a couple of weeks ago, just shortly after the Nurkic trade, uh, and he was in town tonight. He's a huge Blazers fan, so uh, very cool to see him, and uh, so just a, a great night overall, I would say, in in Portland for uh, some basketball, but postseason basketball, some amazing, the most fun High-pressure basketball is around the corner, and we will have previews, analysis, everything you need to know about this Blazers-Warriors series on the Lockdown Blazers podcast, which you you can subscribe to on Stitcher, iTunes, Audioboom, Google Play, TuneIn FM, wherever you can get a podcast. We are there. Leave us a review. Five stars would be great. And you can follow me on Twitter at Eric underscore Gunderson. And you can follow the podcast at LockedOnBlazers at gmail.com. Until next time.